Welcome to Development Matters, the podcast of the London International Development Centre. I'm Anna Mary. In May 2013, LIDC awarded its first fellowship grants for interdisciplinary research in international development to three inter-college teams of academics from Bloomsbury Colleges. A year after the award of their grants, one team is with me in the studio today. Sean Clark is Senior Lecturer in Malaria Research and Control at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Yvonne Griffiths is Lecturer in Psychology and Special Education at the Institute of Education. Sean and Yvonne were awarded an LIDC Fellowship to explore the development of assessment tools for impact evaluation of malaria control on early cognitive development and educational outcomes of children in Mali and Senegal. Sean Yvonne, hello and welcome. So why is it important to understand the links between malaria and cognitive development? It's recognised that in many places in the world the learning potential of young children is compromised by conditions that undermine the physical and emotional well-being that makes learning possible. And malaria is an important cause of death and disability amongst children living in sub-Saharan Africa. And it's already widely recognised that an acute and severe attack of malaria can result in persistent neurological defects in some children with lifelong consequences for their cognitive development and learning. But there's also now increasing evidence that malaria infection, parasite infections in children that show no outward sign of being infected can also affect their cognitive function. And studies in Kenya and and more recently in Mali have shown that using antimalarial drugs periodically in schools to treat and clear these asymptomatic infections can improve sustained attention specifically in school children. Less is known about the effect of malaria infections in younger children, but early childhood is an important period for cognitive development and learning. And a better understanding of the links between malaria infection and cognitive development, such as the effect of malaria on cognitive foundation skills that support later progress in education, may be useful in finding new ways um, that we can improve the learning potential of children and support progress in education and international development. So you basically identified a gap in research. Is is that how your your project originated and led you to apply for an LIDC fellowship? Yes, I think particularly in terms of of malaria, there was a large gap in understanding the impact of the asymptomatic infections and looking at the research that had been done in terms of cognition and infectious diseases there were a lot of inconsistencies in terms of methodologies that kind of led us to try and develop a battery of tests based on the existing evidence that focused also particularly on the parameters of cognition that would be important for education. And why Mali and Senegal? Is there anything particular about those countries that you wanted to investigate, Sean? Well, in 2012, the World Health Organization recommended a new method of preventing malaria called seasonal malaria chemo prevention for areas in West Africa where malaria is limited to three to four months each year. And this newly recommended approach is highly effective and when combined with insecticide-treated nets has the potential to almost eliminate malaria in this region. And Mali and Senegal are two of the countries where this new approach is, is recommended. 
the political context in Mali meant that it was very difficult for us to travel to Mali. I was also very new to international development research, so it was also important for me to get some experience. So the LIDC Fellowship Fund provided seed funding for this collaboration between IOE, London School and Save the Children, and it covered the expenses for the initial field trip to Senegal to pilot this battery of assessment tests that we plan to use in future research. And soon after that, we then received funding for the main study that's currently underway. So we wanted to develop a set of tools that needed to be piloted to assess the cognitive skills of preschool children and early foundation cognitive and linguistic skills for literacy and numeracy skills. Um, So we piloted the tools with children in our target age range in rural villages in Kadugu in Senegal in November 2013. Then in January we undertook a second phase of piloting with children in Sakasa and Mali because by then the restrictions on the ability of UK citizens to travel to Mali had been lifted. So we um, continued to develop and adapt a battery of tests and at that stage in January we also decided to introduce or to explore the possibility of using tablets in the field work to record the results from the assessments. So that was also undertaken at that stage and to be able to use them in the main study that was due to start in May. And at that stage we also started the training of some of the field officers. And in May we then undertook a a further visit to complete the training of the field officers and to um, finish the piloting of the measures. The measures of cognitive skills included measures of children's attention, and concentration. These were measures that had been used in previous research in this context but with older children so we were wanting to adapt and pilot them with younger children and their knowledge of letters for example in terms of early foundation skills, their knowledge of letters, knowledge of numbers, number identification, a measure of cognitive skills and in some literature it's been used as a measure of executive function is a verbal fluency task or an expressive vocabulary task where we would ask a child to tell us the names of as many animals as they could in 60 seconds, for example. Or we might ask them, we might use a different category, and we might ask them to tell us the names of as many foods that they could think of. I suppose doing all this in Mali and Senegal must be quite challenging. Well, many of the challenges that we faced are no different to those that we faced when undertaking research with preschool children in the UK. So, you know, when working with these very young children, you know, children of this age typically have, you know, very limited attention spans. So, you know, you need to be careful how long you work with, you know, with children of this age and to keep tasks that are fun and motivating. And also children of this age, there's a very rapid period of development and we see much variation in their their cognitive skills within an age band, much variation in the the language skills, which of course is very important in terms of um, children's ability to understand the instructions of the tasks that we're asking them to complete. So there's much variation going on, which again poses the you know the challenges for us when developing reliable assessment tools to assess 
cognitive development. In Mali and Senegal, I guess the additional challenges um, when working with children of this age, of course, is, is that we're working with multilingual children where there may be a range of maternal languages in any region or community of villages. And the assessment tools need to be prepared in, in each of these local languages and piloted. Of course, the cultural context, you know, again, an important part of the piloting was to ascertain whether the, the measures that we were planning to use, whether they would be appropriate for use in this cultural context for them to be reliable or valid measures of cognition or educational outcomes in the Senegalese or Malian context. And of course, there's the heat <laughs> and the challenges to find a, a suitable, quiet place in rural villages to try and ensure that there are minimal distractions when working with children individually. And preschool children typically only be in school for the morning, so time is precious and data collection when piloting and collecting the main data in the field can take much longer than you anticipate. And I guess finally, related to I guess some of the cultural context of the children, many of the assessments that we did involve working with children on a one-to-one -one basis. And you know, one of the things that we had to work on in the piloting and the training was to you know, ensure that, that the field officers were aware that many, many of these children will be unfamiliar with working on a one-to-one -one basis rather than in a, in a whole class. So it was important to have you know, plenty of, sort of icebreakers at the start of the assessment. Sean, did you find anything particularly challenging or striking with your um, many years of experience doing field work in, in various places of the world? Well, I think for me, what was what was interesting was was learning more and thinking about things such as how you overcome the shyness. Some of these children are naturally quite shy, and then you're asking a field research team because you want people who've been trained up to do these tasks and know what they're doing to to go into a village and try and talk to these young children. They say essentially you're trying to get young children to talk to a stranger. So there were a lot of new things that I learned in the process of. One, working with children of this age, and two, about these kinds of assessments and, the, and specific challenges. That... So can you reveal uh, what your findings are so far? The data collection for the main study is still underway, but of course the LIDC Fellowship was to fund the development of the assessment tools, and you know, we were very pleased with how the, the piloting went. Shan, what do you hope your findings, once the study is completed, will mean to those implementing policies uh, or interventions in the region? I think, first of all, I'd probably add something to point of clarification in terms of our plans for the immediate future, because I think the purpose of the pilot studies was to develop a set of methodologies that we would be able to use in, in subsequent research. And in fact, the findings from these pilot studies, field studies, which we undertook in Senegal and Mali, were used to inform the methodology of a randomised intervention trial, uh, which is currently underway in Mali, to evaluate the impact of seasonal malaria chemo prevention and micronutrient supplementation in early childhood. And we're looking at the impact of that intervention on anemia, on growth and on child development using these uh, measures of cognitive foundation skills that Yvonne's been describing. And the battery of tests that were developed were used in surveys in 90 communities in Mali in May 2014 as part of this trial, and we should be analysing the data from these in the coming months. We're also in the process of seeking funding to continue the research. 
with a view to looking at the cumulative impact of three successive years of the interventions on cognitive foundation skills for learning as children enter primary school. So this work is intended to inform that future work as well. Given that, it's a little too soon to know exactly what the findings of trial, which is currently underway, will be, because this is something we'll be examining in the coming months. But should the trial provide evidence of a link between malaria and cognitive development and the potential impact, therefore, of improved malaria control for child development and education, or improved nutrition, for that matter, for child development and education, because the current study looks at both of those aspects. This will help national governments and donors to leverage additional resources to try and scale up, support the scale up of the new malaria control approach across the region, and helps also sustain funding into the future. And the findings could also support and inform the development of intersectoral actions and strengthen the linkages between malaria control and nutrition and education policy. Thank you very much for sharing your views. Uh, I wish you the best of luck with your work. Thank you. If you want to know more and listen to previous episodes of Development Matters, please visit the LIDC website www.lidc.org.uk. On our website, you can also find more information about the LIDC Fellowship Scheme, a programme of small grants to support interdisciplinary research in international development across Bloomsbury Colleges. Thank you for listening.